All right. Today we uh, we wrap it up our forty days in the work word. I know some of you got a small group this week. Uh, that's good. Keep going at that. But on Sunday morning uh, we are wrapping it up today because next Sunday is Palm Sunday and we're on into Holy Week. Uh, and so remember what we've been doing uh, here in this series is we have been. taking Sunday morning and looking at specific verses uh, around the Word and trying to unpack those uh, verses and the importance of the Word in our life. Uh, And then each week, most of you, I wish all of you, but most of you have been uh, in a small group experience and you've been learning some things about how to really dive into the Word, how to really unpack that Word right on your own uh, and grow uh, in the Word, right? Uh, so we wrap it up with another verse today. Uh, before we do that, let's walk through the verses that we uh, have, been, have been doing here, right? And so why don't we say them together uh, as we go through them, because you've got to memorize by now, right? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Ready? Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let it dwell. That's our home, right? It is our home. Let it just be our home, right? Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. Wonderful things is the key for me. That's how I help remember things, is key words. Wonderful things. Just incredible good things in his word for us, right? Next one. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says, right? You've got to do it. Listen to it and do it, right? Next one. Last week, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you, right? We let go of all those secret sins. Instead, we hold on to this secret, right? And it drives us out uh, into our witness, right? And so today, here is our word for today. Ready? Let's do it together. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And notice the citation. That's what's important on this particular verse, right? This comes out of uh, chapter 7 of the Gospel of Matthew, and it comes towards the end, or really at the end, uh, of uh, the chapter, uh, chapter 7 of Matthew. You say, well, why is that important? Well, that's important to us because uh, of what happens in chapter 6 and chapter 5, right? Uh, So if you go back to the beginning of chapter 5, the first verse, it says, Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and he sat down, and his disciples came to him and began to teach them. So what starts in chapter 5 is what we call Sermon on the Mount. Right. And so what happens is Jesus goes, he sits down on on a uh, hillside. It's up in Capernaum been there. You can see how it just happens if you go there, right? Uh, And it's kind of this natural amphitheater kind of place. He sits on the on the uh, hillside uh, and then he begins to teach. And as he teaches, right, he goes through a series of teachings that's just applicable everyday teachings to life, right? And so he does this for chapter 5, chapter 6, and then for chapter 7. So he has been teaching now for 5, 6, and 7. Three long chapters, extended time of Jesus sitting on the mountaintop, on the mountainside, uh, and teaching. And then we get our verse, right? Because if you look at chapter 8, verse 1, it says, When Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him, right? So in chapter 8, he comes away from the mountainside. So we got five, six, and seven where he is teaching there. Our verse 
is the very end of the Sermon on the Mount. He's been doing all this fantastic teaching, very everyday life application teaching for these three chapters, and now he comes to the end, and our verse is part of the illustration with which he wraps up the entire teaching of the Sermon on the Mount. Does you think that would be kind of an important thing to know and look at? Right? So he's done all this great teaching, and now this is it. This, this is the wrap-up, right? This is the illustration he's going to use to bring all that teaching together, right? And then right before our verse, starting in verse, remember ours is verse 24, right before our verse, he teaches two sections about warning about truth and false, right? And he's warning about true and false prophets. Watch out! For false prophets, thus by their fruit you will recognize them. And then right before our verse, he warns about true and false discipleship, right? Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Ouch. But only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven, right? So he gives a last word of warning to us about true and false prophets, true and false discipleship, and then he launches into our verse. And he launches into an illustration that wraps up the Sermon on the Mount. Our verse begins that illustration. You with me? Some of you may know the illustration. Uh, here it is here. It's Matthew seven twenty four to 27. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on a rock. That's our verse. Okay? But then he continues. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall, because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose up, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. That's the way he wraps up the Sermon on the Mount. Now, if you look at the illustration, there is contrast in the illustration, but there's also something common in the illustration, right? Did you notice what is common in the illustration? What happens to both people? What happens to both houses? Both houses experience, both people experience storms, right? Both experience storms in the illustration, right? It's a simple truth that he wants to get through to us that we understand, right? All of us, believers, non-believers, whoever you are in the world, because we live in a broken world scarred by sin, right? Selfishness. Our world is going to have storms. Now, we're not talking about natural storms here, which we're going to have, of course, but he's talking about life storms, right? And so you look at the illustration, and in verse 25, it's the rain came down, streams rose, the winds blew, and they beat against the house. And then 27, the rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew, and beat against the house. You see, they both experience the same experience of storms. This is a truth for us. This is something we got to just 
understand and wrap our head around as we walk through life. The reality is all of us will at one time or another experience storms. Some of them will be just little showers and others will be tsunamis, right? But we can count on the reality that all of us will at one time or another experience storms. Jesus teaches that to his disciples, saying that's part of what it is for us in this world. If you look at John 16, it says, I have told you these things so that in me you will have peace. Why do you need to have that in him? Well, because in this world you will have what? The word is trouble, right? Trouble, right? We just got to know that. Right? We just got to understand that, accept that. We live in a broken world among broken people, and the reality is storms are going to happen in our lives. Some of you are in a storm right now. Maybe it's a small storm. Some of you are in huge storms right now. They don't make any sense. Right? For some of you, you're in a storm because, well, you kind of brought it on yourself. Others of you, you're in a storm just because it's a broken world right? No rhyme, no reason. It's just is part of being in a broken world. The truth is storms will come. So the challenge for us, the teaching for us in the illustration is how do you get through storms? How, how do we respond, prepare for storms? And that's the contrast in the illustration. Because in the illustration, as he wraps up his teaching, he says there's two kinds of people. There's wise people and there's foolish people. Right? There's a wise man who built his house on a rock and there's a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Right? So there's wise people and there's foolish people. Okay, you know I don't like surveys, but let's do a quick survey. How many here want to be wise? Okay, how many want to be foolish? I'll take my hand out. Yeah, right. Right, that's always the case, right? I mean, that's like a no-brainer, right? As much as we know in our head, as much as we understand, listen, storms are going to come. Yes, we know that. We've already experienced them, right? As much as we accept that, we understand that, we all also look at our lives, we look at our experiences, and we all understand, boy, I just, I want to be wise about this, Right? I mean, that's where we're at. We want to be wise. And so Jesus is wrapping up his teaching, and he's saying, listen, you have the opportunity to exercise wisdom in your life. And this wisdom, this wisdom will sustain you and carry you through the storms. This wisdom will sustain you. The storm's going to come. It's going to hurt. It's going to beat. It's going to be furious. It's going to try to knock you down. But if you exercise this wisdom, this wisdom will sustain you through the storm. Okay. I want to be wise. We all want to be wise. So how do we experience this wisdom? How do we take in, exercise, become identified with this wisdom. He says, a wise man, a wise man, he builds his house on the rock. What is that? 
Well, we look at other scripture. We can look at Psalm 111. Psalm 111 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. If you want to start being wise, where do you start? Well, you need to start by taking God and his word seriously. You you need to start by understanding. Wisdom only starts. It only happens. The root of that wisdom is when you pause in your life and you look in your life and you start taking God and his truth, his word, seriously. If you're not doing that, if, if you're not taking God seriously, if you're not taking his word seriously, then what are you doing? Well, you're just being a fool. I mean, that's just foolish. Because the beginning of wisdom is to take God serious. Now, I mean, I hate to say it, but some of you right now are living kind of foolish lives. Because you're not taking the word really serious enough. I mean, I'm thankful you're here on Sunday. Thank you. Keep coming back. You bet. But you got to take it serious on Monday and on Wednesday and on Friday and on Saturday night. See, if you're not taking God seriously, if you're not taking his word seriously, he's wrapping up his, his whole teaching experience of his word and saying, if you're not doing that, then, then you're, you're just being foolish about life. You're just being foolish. The beginning of wisdom, if you want to sustain life, if you want to be carried through the storms, it starts with understanding. You've got to take God serious. And you've got to deal with his word. You've got to deal with his word. If you look at Ephesians, Paul says there are examples in the scriptures of people who did just that. There's examples in the scripture that we can look to who built their foundation of life on the word of God, on the foundation of Jesus, right? And so he says, so now you Gentiles are no longer strangers, foreigners. You're citizens along with God's holy people. You're members of God's family. Together, we are his house. Built on what? Built on the foundations of apostles and prophets. And the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. Would you say that apostles and prophets experienced storms? I hope so. They did, right? Would you say Jesus experienced storms? Absolutely. And he walked out alive three days later. Why? How? Because he took God serious. He took the Father serious. And and he lived faithful to the Father in his word and his desire. He exercised wisdom. The apostles exercised wisdom as they faced the storms and the challenges that they went through in their life. They just stayed grounded in Christ and in his word. Wisdom is taking God seriously and taking his word into our lives. And that word is what gives us the strength to persevere in the storms. That word, unlike any other word in the world, 
any other philosophy, any other influence, any other self-help book that you might grab at Barnes and Noble, right? None of that stuff. There's only one thing. If you look at 1 Corinthians, Paul says, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have. And that's in who? Jesus Christ. That's it. You want to get through the storms? Wow. Here's the wisdom. Let Christ be the foundation of your life and just build it on his word. Just build your life on his word. When you build your life on his word, it will sustain you and pull you through the storms that you will face. It gives you a future beyond the storm. His word, when we take it in, when we build on that, when we just live according to that, that word that word sustains us and it pulls us through the storm and it gives us a future beyond the storm. In my ministry, I've been with uh, a lot of saints as they have been preparing to breathe their last breath. And I want to tell you, those saints, it's always been the word that's carried them through to their last breath. It's always been the word. It's, it's not been, you know, some nursery rhyme or you know, some self-help book or whatever it is out there, some poem. It's always been the Word that has sustained them to look beyond death to the hope of eternity with Christ. If you look at Second Timothy, it says, but God's truth stands firm like a foundation stone. God's Word stands firm. His truth stands firm. What's it mean? It means it's, it's the same yesterday, and it's going to be the same for you today, and guess what? It's going to be the same when? That'd be tomorrow. You can count on it. It's a foundation stone. It, it's not going to move. It's not going to crack. It's not going to rock. It's, it's going to be the same. It's the same yesterday. It's the same today, and it, it's going to be there for you tomorrow. And, and when you get wise about that and you let that word infiltrate your life, it will carry you through the storms. So how do we do that? What do we do? If we accept that truth today, right? Say yes, like we all did. I want to be, be wise. I don't want to live a, a foolish life. Well, the encouragement is what we've been trying to do in these five weeks, right? We've been trying to encourage you to just take the word into your life on a regular basis. And that's exactly what Jesus says in our verse. Right? Back to our verse. If you look at our verse, the first half of our verse, what does he say? say Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine, everyone who hears these words of mine, what is he expecting you to do? Well, he's expecting you to hear <laughs> his word. Right? I mean, that's the front half of the verse, that, that you just need to take it in. There's intake, that you just need to spend time letting that word infiltrate into your life. So everybody who hears it, so you just need to understand that you take God's word seriously by not just knowing it's out there somewhere, but letting it infiltrate into your life. You, you hear it. And, he says, important word, and, it's not just that, it's also this, right? You, you, you hear the word, but then also, and, you have to put that word into practice. You've got to let that word influence your life into new behavior. 
Here's a good one for you. Ready? You're going to want to write this down. The word isn't there just to inform. The word is there to transform. Did you follow that? The word is given to us not just to inform us. The word is given to transform us. So we take it in, we let it work, and then it influences us into being transformed people, into a new kind of practice. And he says, that, that is wise. That's wise. That's wisdom. That's wisdom. Like building your house on a rock instead of building it foolishly on sand. That's something you can count on. If you hear the word and you let that word issue into practice and transform who you are, now you're going to live a wise life. What does that look like for us? Real practical here. What we want to encourage you to do in this whole series, we've been trying to get this through to you, is that you just do what this verse says. That you set aside some time, you, you find some time, and you find a pattern, a means by which you just take the word into your life, right? And, and that just isn't going to happen because you hear the message today and you say, man, boy, pastor made a lot of sense today. I got to get wise about this. And so I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get into the word. Well, okay, how? Make a plan. How are you going to do that, Right? Maybe you, you sign up online for a, a, a reading plan and, and you get an email every day that tells you, here, read this, read this, read this, right? Uh, maybe you decide, you know what, I'm going to listen to the Word uh, every day on my way to work. i got a 20-minute commute, and so I'm just going to make sure that every day on my way, I'm going to listen to the Word uh, in the car. doesn't matter how you do it, but you got to make a plan. A plan to do that. And that plan has to be doable and it has to be tangible. Right? It's got to be doable and tangible. It's got to be, listen, I'm going to do this because I get that email every day and I'm going to set aside time, going to get up 15 minutes early or 20 minutes early every day and I'm just going to do this. Or I'm going to listen to that. I'm going to go buy, you know, the Bible on, on CD and I'm going to listen to it, whatever it is. It's got to be a doable, tangible kind of plan and it's got to be measurable, right? If you say I'm going to listen to it on the way to work and I'm going to do that five days a week, well, did you do it five days a week or did you do it two days a week? Right? Just you got to be able to get some accountability measurables in there. And then as you do it, it's got to be teachable. Right? That as you're taking in this word, you got to commit yourself to be able to tell somebody about it. Right? As you're taking in the word every single day, you got to be open for and look for the opportunity to share what you heard that day with somebody else. To be able to pass that word along somehow to influence somebody else's life. That's all part of the intake process, right? Of just taking that word uh, in. And then in the practice side, in the practice side, you got to let that word that you take in start to transform who you are. And that happens with just small steps, right? So it doesn't work for you to say, you know, I heard the word this morning, I'm supposed to love my neighbor or love my enemies, and so I am just going to be a more loving person today. What is that? I mean, what's that mean? 
How about instead you say, no, I heard God wants me to be a more loving person and even love my enemies. So you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to go around to every person that I work with and I'm going to compliment them. I'm just going to go to every person in the office or in my work environment and I'm just going to make sure today, before the day is done, I've talked to every one of them and I've complimented them somehow. It's a whole way of different, a way of saying this is the practice that the Word leads me to, right? So you just slice it up into small steps, and you create somebody in your life who helps you become accountable. That's why Pastor Andrew and I are always up here week after week, and what are we encouraging you to do? Get in a small group, right? Get some people around you. Get some Christians around you. Help you survive the storms, encourage you in the storms, right? And they can help you also be accountable, Right? So how's it going on your, on, your, on your intake, right, and the Word, right? They can help keep you accountable. Or go through our discipleship program one-on-one with somebody, right? Just get in relationship with somebody to help you stay accountable to your plan. And then finally, tell stories. You know, tell God stories. Tell somebody else, right, whether it's your spouse or other family members, coworkers, whoever it is, just tell God stories. Because when you start taking the word in and you start taking these small steps, you're going to see God work. That's the way he is. You're going to see him work in your life. And you want to see that and you want to be able to talk about that. Tell those stories about what God has been doing uh, in your life. So just take small steps. Find some accountability in your life with another Christian and then start telling the stories about how this word is transforming, not just informing, but transforming your life. If you do that, you will be on the road to wisdom. You'll be on the road to wisdom. Jesus ended his Sermon on the Mount experience with with this illustration to kind of wrap it all up, right? So I'm going to do the same today. I want to, I want to give you an illustration so that you kind of get what we've been trying to share with you for these last five weeks. And you've been watching us build our Jenga over here, right? So here's the deal. Here's the deal, right? Thanks. I made it, Chris. Yeah, it, yeah, it held me up. I lost a few pounds just to do this. No. Uh, <laughs> but you, you get the picture, right? This is what you do. This is what you do. You just stand on his word. Because you're going to go through storms. Some of you are in them. You're going to go through storms. But there's no storm that can defeat his word. If you take it in, you let it transform you, and you pour it out to somebody else. This word will stand and take you to eternity. Let's pray. Father, thanks for the truth. Thanks for your word. We do just trust that your word will indeed sustain us through all things. Nothing can overwhelm it. Nothing can knock it down. It will sustain us as we face the challenges uh, in our life, and it will carry us through. So, Lord, we want to get serious today because we want to be wise. So help us to make a plan. Help us to just take in that word 
and help us to receive everything that it wants to do in us and through us and on us, to put it into practice so that ultimately others will see us stand and they too will know you're real and your word is true. Lord, we just ask all of this as, as we saw Jesus do the same thing. We ask all of this in his precious name. Amen. You know, each week we've been pausing to give you time to think about the verse, right? So we want to end uh, this week the same way and just give you a few minutes to think about what we shared today uh, and to think about uh, this word, about taking it in, listening, and putting it into practice, letting it inform and transform so that you will be wise. So let's just take a few minutes. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Thanks for the wisdom of your word today. And now prepare our hearts to receive that word in bread and wine, to hear you speak once again, and to know that we belong to you, we're forgiven, and that we can live powerful lives in your name. We pray it through Christ. Amen. It is amazing that God gives us that word to be able to stand, and then each week when we come to the table, he just claims us again. He gives us heavenly food to strengthen us, forgive us, encourage us, get us right back in that right relationship with him. 
It all happened because Jesus came into the world. He gathered at table with his disciples. He took some bread. He gave thanks. He broke it. He gave it to him and said, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Then again, after supper, he took a cup, gave thanks, gave it for all to drink, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup's new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people, for the forgiveness.